0: In a world where sports meets music, disc breaks radio, casual conversation, casual conversation, casual Casual conversation, casual conversation, sports. radio okay we're
1: back this breaks is back we were gone for a minute and we are back for a very special edition uh where we're going to be talking about music but we're going to be talking about the music from uh outskirts which is gus's new film that he's just uh put together sammy's here as well hi sammy Hi. Uh, and we've also got uh, Builders Tea in the house. Uh, Builders mm. Tea, Julian and James, who are responsible for the music for Outskirts. So, hey guys, how's it going?
2: Hello. Hey.
1: Um, so, yeah, I thought, um, you know, we've been waiting to come back uh, for another pod. And we thought, you know, we've been busy. Everyone's been doing their thing. I mean, Gus and Sammy have ridden 4,000 kilometres across America. Um, I haven't done that Um, but we've all been busy what have you been doing Charlie what have you done recently (laughs) yeah what have I done Um, um, I've moved house Uh, wow what else have I done
0: so have I actually
1: (laughs) (laughs) I've also done I
0: didn't just move within the same city I moved halfway across the country
1: (laughs) I've also done that yeah next (laughs) Um, shit I've got to think of something that I've done that Gus hasn't done
0: civilization <laughs> from here until you get across new mexico you're gonna to
1: get to see a lot of open country. yeah i mean I, I guess uh the the sort of big news of the week is is the release of the long anticipated release of outskirts which is uh your your new film gus uh in collaboration with uh rafa yeah and uh i was wondering whether we should probably kick off with you maybe um just sort of Talking a bit about it, I mean, um, how's the reaction been? Uh, it's come out in in the last few days. Uh, it must be you must be pretty stoked to see it out there.
0: Yeah, it's it's uh, it's a bit of a relief to get it out. It's taken a long time from kind of inception of the idea until uh, like actually seeing it, you know, out in the public and and yeah, it's 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 exciting. I'm glad we're able to get it out um, for free. And um, and yeah, finally, have people watch it and see the reaction.
1: Gus, for Gus and Sammy, I guess for, for for those who might not know too much about the film, um, why don't you just quickly tell us what it's about?
0: Yeah, so um, I guess it's a, in essence, it's a it's a cycling documentary uh, across America, uh, following Route sixty six, which is um, you know very well known, probably one of the most famous roads in the world. Um, and it was basically one of the first highways linking. Uh, continental USA and um we kind of rode our bikes along it you know given our current age of of division you know amongst a lot of the world and and particularly in America uh, we thought it would be timely to ride the road and 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 kind of see who are the people that live in America who are the people that live on this really famous road that kind of like is a bit of a myth um and, and we wanted to make a documentary, you know, over the last few years doing the thereabouts films. Um, I've kind of discovered that the bike is very... The bike is a very, very good way of, of kind of bringing down barriers and, and getting, um, you know, getting connections with people um, that would normally take a long time or that you perhaps you never would be able to get. And, uh, and so we thought, well, let's take the bike and let's ride across the country and just interview people as we meet them and and that's basically what we did you know uh it was it was completely unplanned in terms of um of who we were going to meet where we were going to stay at night you know how far we were going to go each day you know we basically just set ourselves a goal of of being in uh you know leaving from Chicago and being back in LA by well we sort of set a goal to be back in LA before we actually got there but um that was the extent of it and then we just went um and and just sort of waiting to see what happened and it i'm really pleased with it you know of, of all of the ones that of all of the films that i've made in this kind of format um this one feels to me the most like the original my original idea for thereabouts and and what has now become the outskirts which is a film more about the people that you meet and the way in which the bike can introduce you to those people into those places um so yeah i'm pleased i mean there's a long way to go in terms of of how good these things can be I think there's a lot more scope but you know I think it's headed in the right direction
1: yeah totally totally and and Sammy how was it for you I mean so the ride was I think was it was at 4,000 kilometers in a month
3: or? Yeah, that's right um, it was
1: hard yeah I bet
3: <laughs> you ever done that
1: I've never ridden 4,000 kilometers in a month I'd like to try but I've never well done I
3: didn't it. finish the 4,000 kilometers as I had I had to quit in two days before arriving to LA to go to the training camp. And, and yeah, that was actually, that was harder than all the written part, just living and not being able to finish the trip. But yeah, what, what could I say? I was stoked. Like I was stoked that I did
2: it.
1: <laughs> yeah, totally. I can imagine that certainly like on a trip like that, the sort of, you know, the bonds that you forged between the four four riders must've been pretty intense. I mean, when you're sort of living on top of each other and riding like that and putting yourself through so much on a daily basis, like um, it must've been, well, yeah, sad to to have to leave. And then when it was all over, you must've been a bit like, fuck, what do we do now? Exactly. <laughs> exactly, yeah.
3: totally like that. Like I went to training camp and I sort of like, okay, I had all these girls and I had something to do because there was a planning. And then I went to Portland, and it was sort of the same. So I kind of, like, still had something to do. But in terms of riding, I was like, oh, my God, what should I do? Like, I don't want to ride my bike anymore. (laughs) For at least some weeks. (laughs) Um, I I took a rest, and then, yeah, I still take a rest. Yeah, yeah, nice. (laughs) Well,
1: yeah, I mean... um Obviously, we would suggest to anyone listening if they haven't seen the film already um, to to check it out. It's uh, it's an awesome adventure, and I think like fair to say that you know a, a particularly strong bit of the film uh, is the music, which is um, why we've got James and Julian here with us uh, because we're going to sort of we're going to talk about it and play some of it. So I think let's uh, let's play a track from from the soundtrack, uh, and then we'll uh we'll get into talking a bit more about the sort of the music of the film specifically so what should we start with let's start with cran k should we start with cran k sounds good right so this is uh cran k by builders t off the outskirts route 66 soundtrack So that was Cran K. Is that how you, is that how you say it? I mean, it's obviously crank, uh, which is a part of a bicycle, but it's it's named Cran K. Who, was that James or Julian who named it that, and why? That was uh, that was Julian. I, well, I, so we yeah we did a bit of back and forth on
2: track names and kind of how we we decided that we would name the tracks once we'd seen the film. Yeah. Um, and yeah, this split of the K was Julian. I'd originally titled it Crank and then jo, Julian split out the K, which I didn't question. I, I liked it, I liked the way it looked. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I'll go uh, Julian, actually, if there's any reasoning there, yeah.
4: I think I think it's always just uh, boiling down and wanting to, yeah, I don't know, just, just to be a little bit more esoteric rather than it being straight up and down. And I know that that's what we're always, how we kind of record too um you know like 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 a lot of the things on my side will be up and down and then james will take it out or vice versa so i think um i mean we can get into that but yeah that was just kind of the idea behind crank you know you just always want to like make it a little bit more of a interesting read and i don't know like it was cool that you put it together. Maybe some people couldn't, some people could. I don't yeah, know. There is actually
1: a very funny bit at the start of the film um, involving cranks where, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah where, yeah, where awesome. basically it's funny because like, like, Gus, uh, like you know, you 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 don't tend to like lose oh your shit God. like he that often, if shit. at all. But like, it's just so it's so funny watching it because like you can just tell you're so fucked off about God, it, and yeah. like you're just trying trying not to lose your shit.
2: Um, That's actually my favourite bit of the film. You guys didn't even need to do the ride. You know? yeah.
0: <laughs> was, yeah, and then the tub was, blows up in your face. Yeah, exactly. There's so much <laughs> tension that like led up to that bit before that before even any anything that was in the film, um, and it was just so like. We'd spent days in 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 LA before that, kind of running around trying to find this tiny little plastic piece uh, for the bottom bracket, which would make the cranks fit in. And like we'd spent days, like three days, just in the car, driving everywhere, and like calling people, and and so like it had just built up, and then and then for them. For, to forget the cranks was just so incredulous, you know, like, like the biggest thing in our lives at that point of time were the cranks, and then the, the boys just left them behind, like, and they didn't. Even, it wasn't even like they, like, they just were sort of like, oh, oh, we left them behind. <laughs> oh yeah, I guess we yeah. left them behind. You just like, I can't believe it. <laughs> like you didn't even. Yeah, anyway, so yeah, I was triggered. I was fucking triggered. <laughs> these small farmer has a hard time making because the, the profit margin is so small so it really takes a lot of acreage to make
1: it. But yeah so I guess with um with the music Gus, I mean like did you did you always have in mind that music was going to play a, a big part in in the film and in in outskirts generally I mean you, you get the sense from the film um and also that you know the way that the guys have put the soundtrack together that um you know it's it's, it's a big part of it it's not yeah. like just oh we've you know we put some music together. it feels like a really cool bit of the film and that was was that always the intention for outskirts yeah
0: totally like that it stems back to like i've you know like a lot of my friends work in music and and i've yeah i'm obviously like like my dad
1: your 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 mate my dad yeah exactly yeah exactly for example the
0: captain um i don't know if you know the story about my friend charlie's dad the captain but yeah he founded some fucking band or some shit metallica or the bgs or something um (laughs) but um no it like yeah so friends of mine were in a band um called the delta rigs which is like an australian kind of rock Blues band and and when we were making the first film, um, they wrote the original soundtrack for it and it was amazing and and we never released it or anything we always kind of kept it um, under wraps I don't know why um, but a lot of people asked about the music and were really into it and and we'd spent a long time getting it right um, and and so I'd always wanted to include music and and be able to release music um, but we just sort of never had the budget and and the way that the next two films worked out, it was just a little bit different. So this time I, before I even started, I, um, I made sure that like, I wanted music to be a big part of it. And, and I reached out to the guys actually before we even started cutting the film. Um, because I wanted, I didn't want, like I didn't want to put in um, uh, like temp tracks and then have, that as a reference for the guys because like you know you always get attached to the first music you place into an edit so whatever anyone creates after that f- for you it never feels right uh, and the other side of that too is I didn't want it to be influenced by anything else I wanted it to be its own thing made by people who you know like but made by artists who are coming in and, and kind of observing this thing and, and it's it's their kind of impression of it Um and yeah, I mean as you said like like the music is is perhaps the best part of of the whole film. Um and and they guys did an amazing job. I think I only gave them like one or two reference tracks and then basically it was just like everything they sent through was like yeah that's sick. Yep, sick. Keep going, Like <laughs> There wasn't too much. Yeah, well, like, actually that was before. that was
1: gonna, that was going to be my next question which was you know what was you know was there a particular vibe you were going for with the music and like you know in terms of reference points and stuff like what what did you what did you send? And then I guess for James and Julian, like when you heard what sort of Gus was thinking and what he sent through, how did you then kind of interpret that? If it, I mean, if it is only, you know, a couple of references. So, so Gus, you first, what was, yeah, so what were
0: you kind of, I, what, what
1: was the vibe you I about?
0: sent through um, two tracks. Uh, one track was the Brian Jonestown Massacre enemy, uh, which is a favorite track of mine. And um, yeah, I don't know. I just felt that, after the ride after we'd done the ride I couldn't get that song out of my head Um, it's kind of a little bit melancholic it's a little bit sprawling it's kind of uh, a little bit psychedelic a little bit rock and roll and um, and so then there was that track and then the second track I sent through I think was from a band called the Sister Ruby Club a Sister Ruby band and it was Straight Into Your Heart is the song but um, the that's like a young LA guy um, who's now going by the name of Gold Star, and he was just someone I was listening to at the time, which is kind of a country blues sort of a vibe, I guess. And I think those were the only two tracks I sent to through to the guys, and then said, "Yeah, <laughs> go, go with this."
1: <laughs> so, so James and Julian, that, those two tracks sort of come through, and I, I guess Gus probably gave, gave you a bit of a sense of you know what he was trying to achieve with the film, and obviously you knew it was Route really sixty six. So, what? what what next then i mean like how how did you guys go about interpreting those references and sort of starting to write stuff
2: we 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 kind of so i had a i had a really nice chat with angus uh before he started editing and when he sent over those references and we kind of went through what the ride was like and what he wanted the film to be like and i felt personally like that i was i kind of got it like Mm. what you know what he was going what what kind of thing we well, we we had a good chat about it and we were both on the same page about how the vibe of the film was was gonna be. Um so then took it to Julian and we had those two references and and it was the same thing. We were essentially it was kind of imagine what it's like to ride across Route Sixty Six and we took you know, we took we took some ideas loosely based based around the references in terms of instrumentation and stuff, I suppose. Uh and went for it. We, it was it was really nice to be given that much of an open brief. Um, yeah, it, it, we weren't locked into we need this for this bit, and it has to sound like this because that's what we want this to look like. You know, it was um, it was kind of what it, what it, our interpretation of it. So we we just had a chance to go away and kind of bash out some ideas and started firing them over. And Gus just said, "Keep going." So we were, we were, we were good. It was, we were left <laughs> to our own devices, which was which was really helpful.
1: Yeah, always nice. And and um, Julian, so obviously um, James has had that conversation with Gus and then does he, you guys catch up, I guess. How does it work? What's the sort of creative process between you guys? Are you sort of sending parts? Are you writing full tracks? What? What? How do you guys work together?
4: Yeah, I mean, it's a combination of everything. I mean, it's a little bit of a game of telephone because you get sort of the, you know, the first initial sort of spark from you guys and then it it, it it trickles down but I know exactly when when we got those references what the vibe was immediately and it kind of was like I listened to two bars of it and I didn't even I mean I know that track and I, I was okay cool good like let's do it I didn't even want to it's always like that kind of with, with starting anything new you, you kind of want to shut down all of the outside distractions and and have your time to write and not get influenced by anything other than, than sort of initial spark because I think anytime you've ever like done anything creative or you know um, played in a band or, or anything it always kind of you don't want to ruin that sort of initial kit you know that that sort of spark that, that that fire so I think when we were going with that you know it was sort of like okay cool got it and then shut down and kind of just started writing and as far as our process I mean one step away from smoke signals because i i have the <laughs> slowest internet connection known to man here so really um i mean that's not true i shouldn't say that at all but it's like 56k at best so i start the upload at sunday night for dinner and then it kind of like i can send it out by monday morning type of thing and james will half the time get it but then yeah i don't know there's a lot of funny stuff that goes on but that's kind of in in the essence kind of how we do it you know kind of don't, it's not too much back and forth because then it would get too um, complicated. We kind of, I don't know, I was we kind of like let ourselves have the time in order to create it and think about it and not just do it and then send a stem. It's sort of okay. Here's a you know six tracks and we've had a week. I, like I would have a week here to work on it and and be critical about it and listen to it and knock things out that we don't want or vice versa, and then send it over to James and then James takes it does his thing, send it back. So it's kind of like a good reciprocal like working thing and, and with with sort of limited distractions. That's, that's the best way I could see it. Yeah,
1: because I, I, I was going to ask, uh, how long did it take to, to write the tracks? Did it all sort of come together quite quickly and you got on a roll, or, or was it a bit more strung out than that? How, how
4: did it work? I would say... Uh, I mean, I think every track was different, right, James? I mean, I feel yeah. like we, yeah, we kind of, you know, James would send maybe one time a lick of one guitar thing, and I'd go, okay, great. I would track drums to it, and then layer in, you know, live percussion and, and rhythm stuff, and then sit on it and then you know send it back and then sometimes i would send uh 80 done kind of cut and then he would add in the last 20 percent so it really depended on the track specifically you know and breaking it down so i think just in that in that process that's kind of how it works you know it just really depended on the the track and the record but it was all over the place
2: yeah sometimes sometimes there's there's a track will come from Julian or to me and we just we both agree well that one that one's done you know there's no nothing needs to be done on that one that's uh I'd say that the album as a as a whole is probably 50 50 down the middle of yeah. of input for both of us um whether whether it's individual tracks that one of us has written entirely on our own or whether we've split into you know like Julian said that kind of 80 20 thing sometimes it's just a, a little you know ah oh, that one's done but you know let's maybe a little organ thing on there or or you know julian will re-record the drums on some things and that and that you know just gives it our own little flavor
1: yeah nice well let's let's listen to uh, another track off the of the soundtrack uh so we're now going to listen to rider a so this is rider a off the Outskirts soundtrack So that was Rider A, uh, the outskirts soundtrack, and I think it, it, interesting. Uh, the word you used, uh, Gus, was sort of melancholy, and I think for me, definitely, like the there's a theme to the to the music. Well, a lot of the music, which is this kind of tension. There's there's this sort of slightly melancholic dread about the whole thing, where it's like, you know, are they going to do it? Um, you know. There's there's unease um, and that's created by the people that you meet. It's created by the weather, the difficulty of the ride, and that was cool. You know, like, I I really felt um, that the sort of the music and the picture and what was happening kind of all tied together in that way.
0: Yeah, I was I was really excited, like because one of the things that you know when you're doing something like this, the difficult like you don't want to be overt about things. Um, you know, some things are really obvious, uh, like how long we were riding um, and the, the difficulty of that. Like, it doesn't need a lot of explaining. And I think another one that was was the same as, like, just how empty and dead a lot of Route 66 is and, and the decline of it. And I think that for us, like, in a lot of places we went, there was this underlying despair. Um, you know, no one was ever, like... Yeah, we're killing it on Route 66. Um and this is going to go on forever. It was always that sort of like, oh yeah, this is in decline. We might be doing all right now, but eventually I guess our time will come, you know. Like that's the kind of feeling and and you don't want to be um you didn't want to spell that out too much. We we got a lot of great interviews with people um that never we never included it in the film because we felt it was a little bit too too I don't know like obvious Um, but I think the music captured that really well was it was this it was this kind of theme that that followed us and particularly in places like Oklahoma um, like I don't know it's it's interesting like how one thing that was really interesting about traveling across the country and and seeing a place that is so developed and is so populated being able to witness the change of feeling between city to city and state to state and at first, we weren't super conscious of it. Um, I guess you're on the euphoria of being on the trip initially, and I think it took us about eight days or so to get into Oklahoma, and and that was the first time we we all kind of got like, I don't know, a bit down. Like there was a couple of days there we didn't shoot much footage. Everyone was kind of a bit shitty, and and it was the we really realized that the it was the impact of the places that we were traveling through and the and and how we were being received in those places. Um, and 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 so I, I was yeah the music like it, it it reflected that I think really well and was able to kind of convey that that type of thing without us literally spelling it out which um yeah I mean which is just, just I, that was just purely luck and it was awesome um that it worked out that way yeah
1: that's really interesting so so when you say how you're being received how, how do you mean was it just sort of people were a bit cautious, a bit yeah. strange, a bit off with you. Yeah, but-
0: totally. I mean, like, like, you know, people were, well, I mean, like that was the only place we, were, we met very overtly racist, very overtly um, uh, like pro-gun, but also like violent type people. Um, and also then the same way, the only place that people weren't, were a little bit cautious of us um, being there and and that really translated to us as a group and i think it also like it threw us a little bit as well as a group we'd been we'd had you know people who had, had who had different points of view to us and and whatever prior to to being there whether that be politically or um or or what or whatever else but oklahoma some of the people there and i can't I mean i can't speak for the whole place but like it would i'm not kidding you like it was it was um it was it was our entire time there people weren't I don't know what the right word is they were like kind of almost like skeptical of, of us <laughs> and and what we were doing there and and were like being um, what's the word for it like um, passively passively uh, like menacing not, not I don't know yeah it's very hard to explain but it was basically like a you, 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 you at first you think that you're that you're welcome there and you think someone's being nice, but then when you realize what they're saying to you in the conversation you're having is like almost like a warning shot, <laughs> like don't fuck with us. Yeah. Um, well, I can only imagine what that, uh, that must've been like,
1: but um, yeah, I mean, I think, I think it's fair to say that, you know, and, and we sort of spoken about it uh, a little bit at this, what I alluded to it, it at the start with the sort of, you know, the film itself and what it's about, but obviously the, the people, Uh, that you meet along the way are um, are, uh, you know the the main bit of the film I Mm. guess and um, there's one track actually uh, on the the record called uh, Got Grit which actually samples um, one of the guys that you spoke to um, and it's quite a cool um, use of that sample so let's play Got Grit um, and then we can talk a bit more about some of the people that you met
2: out to destroy everything good that god has in his creation including australia and the united states are going to happen so anyway you guys got a lot of grit
1: Soundtrack and yeah, so that was that was one of um, a number of pretty interesting conversations that you guys ended up having uh, on the trip. Um, how did how did it come about that um, that worked its way into into one of the tracks, guys? Did, did Gus sort of send you the clip and sort of like this is the kind of vibe of some of the interactions we're having, and then you kind of just went with it? Or
2: yeah, yeah, exactly that 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 was. That was the only that and uh, justin vomiting were the only clips we saw from the film before the before the actual finished thing, yeah and that again so like like when we said earlier about how we had that where that chat, I suppose it was the chat and those two clips that really gave the vibe, and that guy really kicked it off I mean that guy like that guy made that track um he it's just a brilliant line and um so I put it in the track to make it you know to kind of kick, kick it off with that vibe that you know it sets the mood for the whole thing um and uh and left it in and then and then sent it over eventually and, and figured we, i remember talking with julian and saying oh we're probably gonna have to send a version without that clip in it um and, uh, and we never, we never did it. It was in the film. It was, it was always, always in there, which actually then ended up being like a theme throughout the film. You know, it always, where wherever it came up, it was, you know, it, it was relevant. That little line of you guys got a lot of grit.
0: Yeah. I mean, like it was like, he was one of the first people we met in Joliet and, um, and he kicked off the journey essentially, you know, like Joliet's kind of the spiritual start of route 66. And, um, and he, we met him when we were having breakfast in that town and, um, and then like exactly that you guys included that sample in there one of two clips I sent to you and, and I was like fuck this is perfect um, and I was the same I was like I will probably eventually I'll have to ask them to lose it but like as a temp track I like it and like with that in there and, and then we kind of got to the point and we're like no this is actually great um, when we, we started cutting uh, and it worked perfectly and then it became that motif we could always go back to it uh, throughout the film and, and I mean it's such a strong tune um and it's exciting, you know, like you hear that and uh yeah, it kind of yeah it gives me goosebumps <laughs> that
2: guy they, one thing i wanted to i wanted to ask the whole way through was had you ordered your food already when that guy was doing his thing or
0: were uh, you... that's a good question, I think we had ordered because we spoke to him, yeah, he was properly
2: he was go he was go he went from kind of serious preachy menacing to kind of hey anyway
4: yeah you know
0: pretty quick yeah like totally it's like yeah like he was such a and that was like so many people we met they had this like they're all super welcoming and then they could just flick and become ultra menacing uh and then flick back to being super accommodating um you know like there was so like there was one point um, I don't think this was in the film, but we met a guy and he was talking about how he was like a savant on the piano, and then went from there to like how using an AR fifteen in a school shooting uh, is is not the most effective weapon, and that he could probably kill more people with his chainsaw. And you're just like, what the fuck? Wow, you know, like this really heavy, um, oh, this man. really heavy like. Conversations like that that would and they would flip like and they would look at you when you go quiet and you're like oh, I can't I can't agree with you on that or like I think the answer is no guns at all is good and and they would look at you like what do you mean and then they would buy you a beer and you're like what the fuck that's
2: <laughs> and, stressful and I
0: think that's like <laughs> stressful is the exact is the right word and also like it's challenging to to because it's challenging to reconcile with a lot of that stuff because. I mean, I think it's very indicative of America. It's a country of contradictions. Um, it's a country of facade. And and a lot of these people are really open and are really welcoming and are really genuinely happy to meet you and to hang out with you and their connection with you is real. Um, and they don't even realize that what they're saying, someone else could have an opposing point of view to that. Like it's just, I guess it's, I mean, it's like anything in, in life, like a person's point of view um often i mean most of the time it doesn't come from a place of hatred or menace like they they think that they're right they think that what they're saying is a reasonable thing and and in the same way we have our views uh and we think that they're educated and and founded in i guess reason people have the opposite and it's and that's that's come from years and years of of um of history i guess and so like that that was one thing i learned big time was that like P- yeah I don't know like, like people aren't um, people even if people might have like quite disturbing points of view it doesn't necessarily make them themselves disturbing or disturbed um, but yeah and how'd you end up here?
2: oh this is my hometown so you mm. were born here? oh hell yes yeah I was born here nice yeah, what's yeah. it been like growing up living here? oh it's, it's, it's I, I didn't really uh, hey it's horrible yeah, everybody here hates me. They tried to run me out of town. They tried to, uh, God Almighty, shot at me, threatened to burn my house down. i tell you what, been turned into every agency you could be turned into that would get you in trouble or closed down.
1: So that was Space People, Lone Road, off the Outskirts soundtrack, and yeah. Um, so were you guys uh, listening to music during the ride itself, uh, like d- during the sort of long, long, hard days? Were there moments where you guys had the headphones in and maybe listening to something? Or
3: yeah, we were mm, we were having a, like a big speaker. So yeah, basically, we we listen a lot of different type of music. We also listened to Pavarotti. <laughs> we did it. <laughs> um, but yeah, we had a speaker and then I had the Spotify on and then sometimes Justin had his music. So we were like rolling around different type of music, basically.
1: What? Um, uh, who had the best music taste out of uh, for the four of you on the trip?
3: Well, Patty didn't put music. He was just listening whatever we listened. He was happy with it. Um I remember he loved Eddie Weather Ray, Better? Whatever. Yeah. Um Justin put uh, put a lot of type of music actually.
0: Justin had good taste in music.
3: music. Yeah, he had a good taste of music. But a lot of good ones, so I don't I don't particularly remember. A <inaudible> lot of eighties
0: rock ballads.
1: Yeah. Nice.
3: A lot of exactly a lot of
0: like, a stirring, stirring stuff to get used. <sighs> Which, Which, uh, like, as Sammy was saying, like, we listened to a lot of different music. I didn't take a phone or have headphones or anything. So we were kind of at the mercy of Sammy and and Justin. Um, And and we used music a little bit at night. Um, But apart from that, like, it wasn't super present, actually, on the trip. It wasn't like we were always listening to music when we were riding. Most of the time, it was... We were just kind of riding. Um, I think you guys... Sammy and might have had headphones on for a while. I'm not sure, but
3: yeah, yeah, yeah. Me and Justin had the phone, like the headphones uh, a few times, yeah, because it was so 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 windy that it was annoying. I remember when Justin came and pulled out like a hundred of earplugs, <laughs> like the night once, and I was like, "What are you doing with that?" And he's like, "Well, if it's windy." He never used them. <laughs> he just chucked them down the second day. <laughs> um, but yeah, we listen a lot to see, 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 "Calm Down."
1: I do love that track. And, you actually introduced me to that yeah. track, Gus. That was in um, in the mix that you did for for Albion. I remember it. Yeah, it's a great. That's a great track for like just staring out the window, like if you're driving along, like yeah, just staring out the window ima- imagining like you know what life could be. Yeah,
0: it's a great track for like watching the world go by, which is kind of like what you do on a bike albeit extremely slowly you kind of witness the change um what i love about doing something like that which is you know again like music is evocative of this but um and i think the outskirt soundtrack really captures this well is like when you're riding a bike you you notice when the desert goes from orange to red you know or from like red to brown like you you notice when the grass goes from like green to kind of like white like you notice those slow changes because it's you know it's not like you're just passing through a place and and you're like oh okay i'm in santa fe Santa Fe now the grass is blonde here and like it's like you notice that change you, you witness it over the kilometers as it goes from being one thing to another um and i think that that's like a really interesting thing because i think you know whether you're driving past at 100 mile an hour or you're flying or whatever, you don't witness the change of landscapes and you get to do that on a bike.
1: Yeah, nice. Well, I think, it's, yeah, it's always interesting, is not it? Like for some people, music is very like evocative of, of color. Um, isn't there like a, there's, a, there's a, a phrase for that, people who see sound as colors. Yeah,
0: I can't think of it. I can't
1: remember. Pharrell has it. Synesthesia?
2: Synesthesia, Synesthesia? something like that. Pharrell disease.
1: Yeah, I, I think I, for me, Rider A is a very green track, but maybe that's because I imagine Be Real from Cypress Hill like rapping over it. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, so, um, so I, I was going to ask everyone if they had uh, a particular favourite track off the uh, off the record. Should we start? Let's start with um, James. Do you have a particular favourite off the off the record?
2: I'd say. Uh...
1: Probably two, uh,
2: two. Right, Rider A is definitely one. That line as soon, as soon as I heard, that's just a uh, yeah. That was that was something. That was actually one that Julian sent over, and uh, and pretty much was all all him. Did not need any touching. It's a it's just a banger. Just that, that mm. that's why it sounds good with with bars over it. You know, it's it's yeah. just uh, that baseline, the beat. It's just it's spooky, but it's hard. It's, it's just a it's just a great track all round. Um, and then probably Space People Lone Road as well the, the, that he uh, played um, just uh, just a nice, nice vibe I think it, it probably gives the most um, closest representation to how I was
1: picturing the film in my head before we'd seen it Nice Julian what about you? Anything in particular that uh, stands out for you?
4: Yeah I mean stand out for me was Gut Grit I think that to me just feels like the anthem um, cuz it 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 weaves itself nicely into the film every time it comes in it's it's like yeah I think it works it's like intrinsic with the film so I think that for me is just uh it overrides them all I mean there's other ones um other ones too but you know I think that one I would say is probably, probably my my top
1: Nice nice Gus Sammy what about you guys
0: I'm I'm yeah I love Rider A uh, space people lone road uh got grit man they're all pretty they're all pretty good like i mean and i've listened to them about one million times um and i still enjoy, i actually still really love this album like it's not dead yet um but yeah i think i mean writer a i think for me because that was the one like for me that's the track that everything kind of comes from a little bit in my mind um that baseline is just so spot on it's exciting it's like like you said it's a little bit haunting um it's kind of like it it represents the angst of of about to leave on a on a on a on an epic adventure you know it's kind of like what's going to happen i'm really excited i'm ready for anything to come but like it's not all going to be real easy um yeah nice nice sammy what about you yeah
3: more or less the same like I've been listening quite a lot these last days. Got great, I think is the best <laughs> so far. Yeah, <laughs> I, can't, I no. can't ride without thinking once in that song.
1: <laughs> That's sick. Um, but yeah, I mean, there, I have to say, like you know, I've had I've had the uh, the record on rotation for a while. It's just like, yeah, it's all great. Um, and it's uh, it's a great like headphone listen from start to finish. So uh, so hats off. Um, so we basically what we're going to do is um, we're going to we're going to look at some YouTube comments on the film. Um, but before we do that, I just I thought I guess we could just quickly um, maybe ask kind of what's next because obviously this is the first of is it three initial Outskirts films, Gus. Um, so you've got you've got another one. You've got another trip coming up quite soon.
0: Yeah, so we've got three films this year um, that we're doing. the The next one was we were intending to go to to Eastern Siberia, um, but the the guest that we had has very recently, like a week ago, um, he he had knee reconstruction and his knee's still quite injured. So riding twenty five hundred k's through the uh, Siberian wilderness was <laughs> not what his what his uh, doctors told him to do. Um, so we're currently we're currently rethinking what we're going to go and do um and I wanted to make the next one a contrast to to route 66. I wanted to go somewhere that was sparsely populated um that the people that live there are kind of like are living there to get you know to be in isolation. Uh and and so we're looking at uh somewhere in uh in Labrador. Newfoundland, which is in uh, the northeast of Canada, there's a couple of pretty wild roads out there um, with a few small towns. So that's kind of where we're looking at the moment, um, which is exciting. We've we've kind of have to do a bit of a shuffle, and we're reorganizing now. But that's we're 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 meant to be embarking on that trip in like six weeks.
1: Sweet. And guys, uh, builders tea. What what's next? I guess um, there's w- w- with the success of of the first. Uh, soundtrack for Outskirts. Are you? I guess you guys. Hopefully, going to be doing the next one as well. Yeah. We'll can, I, can I ask yeah, that, or is it? Right, 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 yeah, well, uh, yeah Gus. It's A little
2: bit of a
3: yeah, pressure, yeah, yeah. what you asked
2: right
1: now. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll leave that to Gus. Sorry, let me rephrase that.
0: So, um, Builders Tea. What's what's next for you guys? Hopefully, the next Outskirts soundtrack. Uh, exactly. There we go. Yeah. yeah hopefully, we do various things. Otherwise, um,
2: this and that. Yeah, I mean, you would like to plug uh, Box Up Music again. You've
0: still point. got two left.
2: Uh, no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna hang on to those. <laughs> I'm just gonna scream it twice at the very end.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, no. Well, Julian, what, what have you, what are you doing at the moment? You've got probably more on than I have in terms of outside, uh, but with the artwork as well.
4: Yeah. I mean, just working on. Uh, I, I guess I got a studio here, so I, it's either music or visual arts I'm working on, um, kind of bouncing between projects. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I have two, two music projects, one called Bato Bato and another one called Jane and Palma. And those are kind of two that are, well, Jane and Palma I released not too long ago. And then uh, Bato Bato is a collaboration with another friend, a percussionist. So we're kind of, that's, on the way out right now should be out in the next few months and then uh yeah i don't know i would like to make two um ceramic ceramic dog bowls that's my next i'm 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 concepting that so (laughs) that's my plug (laughs) i got nothing else nice nice
1: nice nice okay cool so um before we before we go um we thought it might be quite fun just to look at some of the comments underneath the the film um as we were sort of discussing before, uh, before the show, there's a certain type of commenter on YouTube. Uh, so we thought we'd go and check it out, see if there's anyone saying anything interesting about the film. Um, so let's yeah. start with this one by Pleerexics, one day ago. <laughs> Getting up at 7am and go for a ride. What an epic and motivational film, exclamation This mark. one was really good.
3: You can't say that one.
1: Gus, what's your hot take on that? Wait,
0: so that, that was it?
1: That's it. <laughs>
3: <laughs> he's on white.
0: I think there's, some, I think there's a bit of yeah, I think so. Like, I think he's just taking the piss like, oh, yeah, you rode your bike. Amazing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know. <laughs>
1: Tell him, you you can tell him to fuck off. So, fuck you, man. You don't know what we're doing. Yeah, exactly.
0: No, I mean, you're spot on, really. I mean, that's like we're not really doing anything that special if you actually think about it. (laughs) We we literally are just like riding our bikes every day. Like it's actually a pleasure. (laughs) Um, You know, we've just been we've just been running this ruse for like five years now. So hopefully we can keep running it for a few more before we get fully found out. (laughs) Uh, Here's another one from Arrow one day ago. What's
1: that about this coolness without the helmet look? This really made it hard for me to enjoy this otherwise perfect movie.
0: Well, that's a double hander. That's that's you know that's a high five whilst slapping you in the face. Yeah. Um, it's fun. A backhanded dude, compliment. Like I'm actually surprised that people don't hate other things about this film as much as they hate the fucking helmet thing, dude. It triggers people. Um, it really does. Yeah. It?
3: The the funny part of it is like when you come here and you see all these motorcycles, big motorcycles like Harley and like Ducati and all this, and they're just going without helmets. That is crazy. Like, we okay, we are by bikes and we're riding around, along like big roads, but they're riding in the highway without helmets and nobody sees anything about that. So like... What is the problem with that, You know.
1: Yeah, it's a bit, it's a it's a thing in cycling for some reason. Yeah. There's a certain group of people who just can't. can't no,
0: absolutely. Like, and it's a difficult. It's a difficult thing. It's a touchy subject. It's difficult to answer because, like, there isn't a good reason not to wear them. Really, I mean, there are some. There are, you know, you can like anything. You can quote statistics to to uh, advance your cause, but like we just it, you know we started wearing helmets and then we just eventually stopped wearing them i mean you got to remember we're moving pretty slow and and most of the roads we were riding on were dead straight um and the traffic's traveling at 85 mile an hour so like if you get hit by a truck at 85 mile an hour like you know your helmet's probably not going to do a great deal for you um that said i don't know you could probably argue it would but yeah i i co- yeah i mean it actually kind of makes me happy. It'll, that make, it'll, make, it'll, make, it'll make, your, make your corpse easier to identify. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. Yeah, exactly right. So they can tell. Um, but I think like it's 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 weirdly like for me, I, I take pleasure in these comments because like I said, like I thought there would be other things in this film that would, people would hate a lot more or like things about like us that they would hate a lot more than not wearing helmets. Um, so yeah, so I, I kind of like... I mean we've had worse in the past. Um, and I love it too. Yeah,
1: well, there this one, this one this one this one this one made me chuckle uh, from Ben Ben 21 hours ago and he just says hipster models doing assisted bike packing. Yeah, <laughs>
0: amazing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I love good those one. ones. Good old ben because ben. you can't win. Like like it's one of those things like you never win against that guy because we had assistance. Yeah. Um
1: I I'd, do I'd, I'd to know. I'd like to know, like what Ben Ben does, how he rides. Um, I'm kind of interested to know the sort of person who just like leaves that comment on a, on a cycling phone. He actually
2: manufactures helmets. Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure he's the full kid Aramor like guy, sort of the one who is matching, matching. Yeah. He's probably, a, he's
1: probably a Strava segment hunter. Exactly.
3: But Charlie, I have to say, do you know that we did in the thereabouts Instagram? these um questions like ask me a question and we had oh, yeah, we had three on. funny yeah, ones I... there too <laughs> do
1: you want to give me, give us some highlights okay
3: we had a guy saying do you miss lachlan <laughs> there's one when's there about 69
1: <laughs> there,
3: is, there is another one saying do triathletes have any hope in life <laughs> And then there's a very good one that say, is Angus Morton at all related to Lachlan Morton? <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> I love it, I love it how like, like, Gus, like you make this incredible film, like puts this whole thing together and it all boils down to that for one person. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's like, for fuck's sake, man, I've just cycled across Route 66, like, just fuck off.
0: <laughs> Brother Gus. Brother Gus. <laughs> Brother
3: Gus. <laughs> and then this this the last one that says why are you such a pervert
1: <laughs> why are you such a pervert yeah why what, what, what was prompted nobody what prompted understands that? it it's obviously something that Gus isn't telling yeah me.
0: exactly that's between me and that that's between me and that Instagram account
1: <laughs> I'd like to end actually there's one comment um, by Freerider uh, and he says or she says the, the bursting tyre made my day lull." reminds me of half a year ago when i was waiting for an order of two new summer tires and two new winter tires and the week before they arrived i had four punctures lol now i got both winter and summer tires from schwable with added puncture resistant layers i ride every day all year round and have no car so i'm a bit reliant on trusting the gear that i
0: use and that was the end of it (laughs) 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 ah I thought there would be worse trolls. I thought we'd have worse trolls than that. I was like I was waiting for like people to be like Oh there was one Yeah.
2: There was a fuck Rafa, that, that's as bad as it uh, got. Fuck
1: Rafa, yeah, standard.
2: Yeah. Although the first the very first comment was probably the best one, which was just fuck yeah. Hey,
0: fuck yeah. <laughs> well the funniest one was like halfway through when Rafa announced like the partnership. <laughs> they like posted a photo of us and then this dude just like these two guys look like druggos. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and it was just like you're like, whatever. Uh and he's like, Yeah, these two look like drugos." And then it just triggered this massive like battle between Instagram users commenting on this photo like, ah oh, fuck, it was amazing. Um but that was the closest to like personal that any of these ever got. I think um, so. Yeah.
2: Was it just people saying no, they're not drug users, and others going, yeah, they really definitely
0: look like. Yeah, it them. was like this one dude going, yeah, they they look like <laughs> like they they're not a good image. Like you shouldn't be.
3: No, no exactly. Uh, I'm on the page now, and it says, no other picture of the pair of the pair, they look like degenerates on drugs in this one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: degenerates <laughs> on drugs. Like, that's exactly what we are, you idiot.
4: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so and then, <laughs> so
3: after that there's like twenty one replies. And then after that there's like twelve more. Everybody battling against that <laughs>
1: It's like that that's actually perfectly oh. captured uh the aesthetic that I'm going for. Thank yeah, you. Exactly. For Thank yeah, you exactly. Thank you for summarizing that much more <laughs> succinctly than I ever could have.
2: <laughs> that should have been a track title actually. Degenerates on drugs should have been
0: the uh Yeah, that would've been exactly one of the tunes.
1: Yeah, it's a spin it's a spin-off <laughs> series like the sort of like all the <laughs> yeah. All the stuff that's too hot for... Uh, degenerates on drugs.
0: We should have just followed the spaceman. Oh, man. The spaceman. He was, he was a legend, actually. Dude, what a fucking legend. We had to cut me... Yeah. I was like... <laughs> there was one bit in there where I'm like, you grew mushrooms? Like, fuck yeah, you're a legend. Like, And raphael, like, you got to cut that bit out, man. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> just, I love his vibe. He's like, guys, like, this is this is fucking good shit, guys. Yeah. <laughs> you're just he, so buzzing off
0: there. He was, was amazing, that guy. Time. He was one of those characters. Like, he's... You never, ever get that again. Like... And it's one of those things where, you, when I watch it, I'm like, ah, could have made an entire fucking series about that dude. What's kind of funny uh, as well is
1: that there's, there's so many comments about him. They go, um, this is Joel Yanes," And he goes, spotless bikes, no sunburn marks, and they find Durian Rider in New Mexico. Lol. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you didn't saw that oh, one. Oh, that's a good one. Spotless
1: <laughs> bikes. Uh, and yeah. there was one more, actually, which I wanted to to read out, which is from some Bloke. And it just says... Quite good film. The guitar playing man is a loony and should be on Valium. I hope yeah. he's not into guns. <laughs> <laughs> I don't Quite uh, good film. Yeah, it. quite a good movie. film. Quite good, quite good. She's all right. Um, cool. Well, guys, I think that's probably um, probably it for for the show. This special edition of Breaks. So I think Gus. Um, the plan is, you know, we're we're sort of trying to come back. Uh, yeah. you know, we're, we're you know we're busy people. Um, but yeah, I think we, you know for all the fans out there i know that you know people have been coming up to me and sort of you know begging for us to to bring it mm. back and I, I couldn't quite understand why that was but um <laughs> we've got to give the people what they want so exactly that's what we're um, all
0: about providing the uh the population with their desired listening material
1: yeah so actually you know, i mean you know we've we've done a sort of quite an interesting podcast that
0: has has a point
1: for once um so First it'll be new time. Normal service uh, soon, which will be pointless musings about nothing. But yeah. Um, but yeah, thanks everyone for joining James and Julian. Thank you so much for uh, for giving up the time to talk to us. Um, thanks
2: for
4: having us. Yeah, thanks man. It's thanks guys. Yeah, thanks for mate.
1: Thanks for saving the film with a fucking great soundtrack. <laughs> and yeah, Sammy, thanks thanks for joining us as thank ever. The legendary Charlie. Sammy sorry. Um And Gus, uh, mate. Until uh, until next time. Congratulations on the film. And uh, yeah, we'll thanks, be back man. soon. Ciao tutti. Ciao tutti.
3: Thank you. Ciao tutti.
1: James and I have like this this track needs some like Cypress Hill lyrics on it. Do you know what I mean? It just needs like be real be like what is it like pick it pack it fire it up come (laughs) along and take a hit from the bomb. (laughs) Hits from the bomb. I like a blunt of a big fat comb.